the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Benvenuti! Welcome to the next generation with me, your host, Giulia Stocchetti. Join me as I take you on a journey to discover young stars of the Italian food and wine world. Pronti? Andiamo! Bentornati! Buongiorno! Hi everyone! I'm happy to be here today with Martina Boezio. Actually, she is from Marche Region. Staffolo is actually the place where she lives and where she has her own business. Here, they don't only have outstanding wines, but also something really special to eat. And Martina is going to tell us everything about that. She actually is a really young and talented girl. Well, I don't want to lose any more time because she's going to tell us everything about her and about her winery. So, ciao Martina. Hi, everybody. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Nice. Well, just tell us something about you. Like, who are you? How old are you? What do you do in your life? My name is Martina Boezio and I'm 22. I'm from Ancona and I live uh, in Staffolo. I'm currently studying law at the University of Macerata and my choice is motivated by my desire to change something around me, to do something positive not only for the benefits of myself but also for the others. I really like traveling around the world, getting to know new cultures and new realities, both gastronomic and inherent in the world of the wine. I absolutely appreciate being in touch with others and uh, dialogue with uh, the people and learn new things, uh, go to discover new horizons. I adore my territory and I want to look after my land. I think that if we want to keep off our bodies uh, and our planet healthy, we need to make big changes to the way we look at the planet. And according to this, uh, I'm the member of the Italian National Fund, which drives uh, the influx of the public and private resources towards the innovation sector. According to this, we have a business activity, which is Azienda Zaccagnini. I have the role, together with my mother, of managing national and foreign communication and at least the, the commercial part. We have a company philosophy that believes in respect for nature, in encouraging environmental sustainability and in the valorizing the territory and its intrinsic characteristics. Azienda Zaccagnini was founded in 1973 by Mario Zaccagnini, my grandfather. At the beginning, the wine cultivation starts as nothing more than a hobby and a gesture of love for the land where my grandparents were born. Thanks to this, Mario's passion became a solid institution and the principal professional activity of our family. In 19th, my mother Zella and my father Franco carried out this project, renewing it and developing it day after day. And as for today, the Zaccanini family owns 75 hectares of vineyards and olive oil located in the territory of Staffolo. And in recent times, we have also planted three hectares of Sauvignon and one hectare of Chardonnay that we will serve also for the sparkling basis. But not only because this 
this choice is motivated by the strong demand, especially from the young market, for a more fragrant and floral wine. We are located in a unique land in the territory of Staffolo, a quiet town of the Mark region on the east side of Italy, located at 415 meters above the sea level. And thanks to this, we benefits of a particular microclimate and soils that allow the production of high-quality oils and wines. Our eels forms a natural amphitheater over the lands where are situated the vineyards are rich of tough salts and minerals that characterize our products. It's very important for us to have care and preservation of the territory and as proof of this, we chose in 2019 to move to a completely organic production and we have received the organic certification from the market region. Our production starts from the beloved radicchio with the DOC reds and ending with the bubbles of our classic meat. It sounds like you're really in love with your territory, that you really enjoy staying in Staffolo, and that even if you have such a busy life because you're studying law, right? Yes. You want to become a lawyer in the future? <laughs> Maybe yes. <laughs> Maybe yes. We'll see. I'm sure you will do it. You also find time to work at the winery to follow your family business. And that's something really amazing. How do you combine the two things? I mean, do you usually live in Staffolo or you move to Macerata for studying? Yes, I moved to Macerata for studying, but I have time to spend with my family and to take care of our activity. Since I was uh, so young, uh, I stay with my parents and go to the trade fairs uh, and doing this activity. So it's a gesture of love towards my family. I have to do it <laughs> and I have to combine with uh, my studies. How long have you been involved in the winery, in the family business? I remember that the first time that I went to the Vinitaly, I was, uh, I think, seven years old. And I was so small. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. I mean, you were born a winemaker and a wine grower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And so what do you think you're going to do in the future? Like, do you think you're going to be able to be a lawyer and at the same time working at the winery? Or what are your plans? It's a difficult question because everyone said to me that I have my whole life uh, ahead of me. I have uh, a lot of anxiety about becoming uh, a adult and I've been stressing myself trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life, but I don't uh, have decided anymore. I absolutely love uh, studying law. For the future, I want to become a lawyer, but uh, I think that uh, at the same time I can uh, work uh, on my business activity. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, I wish you really all the best for your future and I'm sure that all your dreams will come true. I hope. <laughs> and that you'll be an amazing lawyer, but also an outstanding winemaker. You have such a great experience and you're just 22 years old. I mean, tell me you're under 30 without telling me you're under 30. <laughs> How is it possible? It's a little bit difficult because uh, being young is something scary. It's like living on the front lines. <laughs> A lot of anxiety about becoming 20 years old and I'm distressing myself trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life and I decide to redefine what 20 means to me. Uh, being 20 should mean freedom, freedoms to explore, create something new and do whatever I want to do. It means to find myself, find what actually I like and who I like and means to make countless mistakes and to learn them, of course, or maybe keep making the same mistakes until I get right. Being 20 should means also to have fun and do the things I dream to do and also dream big as I'm doing now and start on the path where my dreams can come true.
I do not want to settle in the way of life that I'm experiencing now, but I want to develop myself day after day. Oh, wow. I'm sure you'll do great. So wishing you <laughs> all the best on that. Well, I'm curious about like the wines you make at Azienda Agricola Zaccagnini. What do you do? Verdicchio? Right? Yes, we do Verdicchio, start from Verdicchio and then the DOC reds, sparkling wines, as for example, Method Charmat or uh, Classic Method. And what do you like most? I don't drink a lot, <laughs> honestly. I really like to taste all the wines. The wine that I prefer is not sparkling, but is uh, the classic superior Argonauta, which is more floral, it is more fresh, and uh, you don't taste the alcohol a lot. The Verdicchio is characterized by a uh, very big acidity and uh, the Argonaut, I think, uh, is very balanced uh, and is the, the one that I prefer. Oh, wow. And what do you usually pair with the Argonauta or what food would you like most with your wines? I think that you can pair Argonauta with a lot of foods. For example, uh, Moscioli from a specific area in the Marco Regio, which is uh, the Monte Conero. Or also with uh, Chauscolo, which is a tradition in the Macerata territory. It's well known as a spreadable salami. But also with pasta, campofilone pasta or tagliatelle with apalagna truffles. Uh, I think that Verdicchio can pair very well with all these dishes. And also to introduce a feature dish, I can talk about Vinci's Grassi, which is one of uh, the most uh, famous. How do you call it? Vinci's Grassi? Yes, Vinci's Grassi is the name. Oh, what's that? It's a type of baked pasta similar to the most known lasagna. In common, they have the sauce made with ragu and bechamel that is firmer and gives more uh, compactness and according to tradition the Italian name of this dish derives from uh, simplification and Italianization of the name of the general Alfred von uh, Vinci's Graz who defeated the Napoleonic troops uh, in the siege of Ancona in uh, 1799. A lady from Ancona prepared this dish in his uh, honor and the general appreciated it so much and then the population decided to name it for him. Oh, wow. Sounds like the story is so international. <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> yes. So Vinci's Grassi and Verdicchio. We gotta go for that. We gotta try it. Yes, of course. Sounds delicious. Also, my grandmother prepares it and it is a long process and you can smell the perfume of the ragu since the first hours in the morning. And I have a lot of good memories of me helping my grandmother preparing it. It's very nice. So how long does it take to prepare Vinci's Grassi? Two hours, I think more or less, because of the prepare with the, all the ragu, with the vegetables, uh, onions, uh, and then uh, you put them on the pasta, on the lasagna, and uh, cooking for uh, an half past hour, yes, more or less, because I never do it uh, on my own. <laughs> Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. While do you prepare this delicious food, do you also have a glass of wine in the meantime, or you just wait for the Vinci's Grassi to be ready and then you enjoy it with some of your verdicchio? Of course, on the table with Vinci's Grassi, they are not alone. They are always paired with a bottle of Verdicchio and it's the perfect combo and uh, represent the market region at its best, I think. Nice. Yeah, sounds it does. You say that you appreciate the wine, but you don't drink so often. How are young generations approaching the wine? 
during the tasting that we make uh, in our factory or in the fairs, uh, I can see a growing number of young people becoming interested in our wines. And this made me think in the future we will see a larger number of wine enthusiasts. I think that um, in Italy, this will be a lot easier for the great amount of different types of grapes and for the strong wine tradition that characterizes our country. And I hope that this uh, will happen also in the rest of the world, because as we said in Italy, you don't know what uh, you're missing. This for saying that uh, I think young people appreciate more floral and more fresh wines. And in fact, for this uh, reason, we have also done this uh, special Berlicchio, which is Argonauta, which is not like the traditional verdicchio but it has a, a different structure and a different flavors that can be satisfied also the young people and not only the more uh, older what do you do to make the argonauta different from the traditional classic verdicchio is there a specific vinification process or the selection of the grapes well, for the selection of the grapes, special uh, process of vinifications. Also, we use uh, a particular yeast which gives uh, this flavor more floral. There are particular yeasts that we use uh, and they are different from uh, the yeast that we use for the traditional verticchio. Oh, interesting. And do you sell most of your wines in Italy or abroad? Both in Italy but also abroad. Uh, the countries uh, in which we sell a lot are, uh, for example, Belgium, in Bruxelles, or also Anversa, so Hollanda, in London, also in Germany, also Canary Islands. In fact, we have done uh, a lot of fairs also there. We sell in America, we have uh, an importer in Massachusetts, also in Shanghai, we sell the wines. So we have different countries also abroad uh, and not only in Italy. That's amazing. I mean, you're international in every single sense. <laughs> and how many bottles do you produce per year to be able to be present in so many different markets? 100,000 for years. And most are Verdicchio or you produce more sparklings, more red wines? How does it work? I think that definitely Verdicchio because we want to make known it uh, in all over the world. Well, it's delicious, so I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> I really love Verdicchio. And I still remember while I was drinking your Verdicchio during the market trip I had. And I mean, Verdicchio is in my heart. I feel like I'm a Verdicchio girl. So please, Martina, continue to make outstanding Verdicchio and to spread the word around the world. <laughs> And it's also really nice to hear you say that uh, younger generations are getting more and more interested in the wine world and are coming to visit you and to have wine tastings and to get to know the products of the land. That's amazing. Of course. Yes. And I think that another amazing thing is that Italian startups are growing fast in dimensions and number, and there are always more businesses owned by women especially women under 35 years of age. And I think this is very important for the female side of agriculture that has grown a lot in recent years. And I also represent uh, this uh, female side of agriculture. I'm very happy uh, for uh, this growth. Well, you should be happy and you also should be proud. Yes. I mean, congratulations, <laughs> Martina. You're like a volcano, a rising star in this Italian wine world. And well, I'm sure we will hear about you also in the future for your outstanding wines and for you becoming a great lawyer. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. 
you say that younger generations are more and more interested in wines, but you think that it's also important to have a food culture to also promote the wines and letting the wines more and more famous, more popular? Or do you think that wine and food should be like separated? No, I think that they can stay together. I think that food and wine tourism in Italy is the best in the world uh, with a strong impact on the entire economy of our country and uh, the companies that work in that area. I think that they have to stay together and not to be separate. Yeah, they're complementary. I agree with you. So good wine, good food, happy people. <laughs> yes, of course. And also the Mark region is a land of, of uh, a lot of dishes. Uh, we have a colorful cuisine uh, that wins between the, the sea and uh, the mountains, uh, passing through its rolling hills uh, and countryside. Uh, and the cuisine of the market offers a broad gastronomic panorama. The cuisine is uh, very traditional, but uh, there are uh, a lot of examples also of the chefs uh, that uh, are trying to improve uh, using contaminations from different regions or even from uh, different countries. And that's important for the cuisine because it's similar to our philosophy and that uh, confirmed that uh, maybe we are uh, in the right direction. is uh, like what we are doing with Argonauta, create something this different, uh, but without losing the tradition. Oh, I love this combination between tradition, innovation, and just like when there's this melting pot of, you know, different backgrounds, and then you come up with something new. That's really interesting. But May I ask you, why the name Argonauta? Where does it come from? Why did you choose that name? It's an ancient story of a mission of the past. We have a lot of names of the bottles that are linked with the past. For example, Argonauta or also Pierre de Levigne, who's a friend of Dante Alighieri, and uh, you can find it in the poetry. So we have uh, a lot of names of uh, our bottles that are linked uh, in the past. So through a glass of good wine, you can taste, uh, and uh, through the bottle, you can taste also the culture of the whole entire territory. In fact, uh, each of our wines has uh, its own voice uh, and tell us about the land, about the sky, about the history about uh, the hands that curse it uh, so it's linked uh, with the past that's beautiful martina thank you so very much for sharing with us uh, your experience your outstanding wines and also the vibe of your place i mean after this episode i think that everyone would love to come to make a stop at market not just for the sea but also for the wine region for the rolling hills for the outstanding wines and the delicious food So thank you so very much, Martina. You're welcome. All right. So I wish you all the best for your studies and for your winery, of course. And hopefully we're going to have a glass of wine together soon. Yes, of course. (laughs) Okay. Chin chin. Chin chin. Ciao. Bye. Bye bye. Grazie for being with me today and listening to the next generation on the Italian Wine Podcast. Alla prossima. Chin chin.